You've now locked into Living Blessed, the podcast, where we're talking the highs, the lows, the darkest moments that we've all hidden from the world, and everything in between. This is the moment of truth. This is why we're living blessed. And now, your host, Jovan J. Palmer. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Living Blessed, the podcast. I'm your host, Jovan J. Palmer. And as always, I have special and dope guests on who tell very amazing stories of their vulnerable moments of their lives and how they've overcome those situations and gone to do things, amazing things that they're doing today. And as always, I have a special guest, Corey Janae. Mm-hmm, you got it. I almost called you Cora Jean. I don't know why, because I got a friend I call Cora Jean. So oh. their name's like super close. Her name is Cora, but I call her Cora Jean. I don't know why. So when I saw your <laughs> name, I was like, oh no. Cor- Corey Janae with a Corey K. Corey Janae, yeah. K-O-R-I. Mm-hmm. I love it. Give me a vibes today. I yes, yeah. It's funny because I was looking at it, I was like, yeah, I like this. I like this a lot. I like it. It looks it's it's you. Thank it you. It fits your personality. Thank you. That's that feels good. That feels good. Person- now, what's that say on top? Innocent, it's a little bit upside down. That's your brand. Yeah, that's we'll my brand. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, okay. Yeah, so listen, innocent. let's tell the people who you are, let's introduce yourself, and we'll go from there. Well, yes, yeah, so as he said so eloquently, I'm Corey Janae. Um I do a few things. Um, majorly, I act and I sing. Um, that's what brought me out to Atlanta. I'm from California. I'm from the Bay Area, California. West side. West, side. West Coast. Um, Hayward. It's like around Oakland, you know, went to school in San Francisco, Okay. you know, so I have a clothing line. I also do set designs for photo shoots. I'm a creative director. The whole fit we got going on today. Is, am I just exuding it right it's now? It's very like <laughs> creative, like I live in my own world, own space is what yeah. it's given. Like I march to the beat of my own drum. Yeah, that's the only drum that I hear. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because it's so funny that you say that because constantly just realizing a lot of different things about how we socialize as people. Mm. And it's just kind of like been a main focus for like a few months now uh-huh. and it's just like I realize how we coexist and like how dysfunctionally we coexist and how we kind of normalize um, kind of like, like dysfunctional behavior in like mm. a weird way and it's kind of like I don't think I've ever really like fell within the, the realm of normal but now I'm actually seeing what parts of me are abnormal to people like yeah. what parts of me I find function in. So break down what you feel as normal versus abnormal. Don't when I say this normal, is, this is you, yeah. not, not anyone else. That's yeah, what I said. Yeah, yeah. What you feel. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and oh, I am, I'm so happy that you say that because I can't stand when you, like, people come up here and they talk and they feel like they're put on a platform and they like they speak like they know everything. Facts. That's like, why I said just yeah, you. Yeah, just me. Because I know, <laughs> I know for me personally, I don't know everything. Right. And there was a point in my life where I felt like I had to know everything because people had kind of put me on that pedestal of oh, Javon knows. Yeah. And I'm like, I've gotten comfortable, so comfortable with myself. So sure myself to like, you know, I don't know. And what has taught me that is my current graduate degree. I'm getting my master's in social work. Ah, and it's helped me learn, understand that you don't have to have all the answers right now. Yeah. But when your client comes back to you, just make sure that you have that answer that you couldn't provide to them. Or at least guiding questions so they can provide their own answers. Yes, yes, you know? yes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's one of the things that we've normalized. Yeah, you know, people sure. just knowing everything. Mm-hmm. And like speaking like they know everything. Like that's one of the things I feel like was normalized. Like, you know, they have this trend now. Let's normalize this. Let's normalize that. Mm -hmm. Let's normalize people functioning and having space to grow and be, you know, wrong. And having the comfort to know that you're wrong. Having the space to, you know, feel comfortable to apologize. You know what I'm saying? Like, why is it so hard for people to apologize? You know, and I feel like that's one of the things that's normal it, for people to find it hard to apologize. It is because it's hard for me to apologize. It's like we got to think about it. Well, I think, no, it's not hard for me to apologize. It's hard for me to apologize in a way that comes off as sincere. <laughs> I would say that because I'm not really heavy into Zodiacs, but I'm a Leo. Mm-hmm, okay. And like my way of apologizing is pretty like, all right, my bad. Sorry. All right, let's move on and get over it. I'm not mm-hmm. a very like, you know, hard, emotional type of person. Like I've been that person and I think what happened was mm-hmm. life has kind of like pushed me out of that person and now I found the balance between having the right and you know knowing when to have the emotion and when to like kind of like not have the emotion yeah so as a person like yourself as we're on this topic have you always been this way like, was there like a point in time in life where the Corey Janae that we see today wasn't Corey Janae five years ago absolutely I think I'd be lying if I said that yeah mm-hmm. yeah no I've always been like this because I mean you know we have to grow <laughs> sure. you know we need space to grow uh-huh. we have to you know 
And I pride myself in growing, mm. my ability to grow. And I feel like that's been consistent. Okay. I've always like, you know, coexist better. How can I function better? The way I treat people and the way I make people feel has always been really significant to me. Not because I care, not because I'm a people pleaser. Well, I do care, but it's not because I care about people's opinions, mm -hmm. not because I'm a people pleaser, but I know how I like to be made to feel. You know what I'm saying? Especially as like a genuine person. Like, you know, the, there are people... And then there are raw people, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like artists, you know, tend to be kind of like raw people. Our emotions are kind of more reachable, mm -hmm. even when we have like this hard exterior. Even when you have people that come up here like, yeah, <laughs> like that's the biggest mask. That's the most sensitive individual most of the time, you know what I'm saying? That's the person that's going to have the most emotional outburst. So I feel like I tend to surround myself with raw people naturally. Um, and it used to annoy me because I was like, dang. Everybody's so sensitive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, like, relax. You know, because yeah. I'm the type of person, although I'm, like, super considerate, I like to poke fun. I like to say whatever comes to my head. And that's something I used to be like, yo, I'm going to say whatever I feel like saying. I'm going to say it. You know what I'm saying? But now I realize I can still say what I feel like saying. I can still be very true to myself mm -hmm. and not feel like I have to censor myself, but be considerate. You know, and I wasn't always considerate. How does one find a balance between being considerate and also still being themselves 100% authentically? Being aware of the person that you're dealing with. You as your authentic self is not one thing. I appreciate that about people. I feel like you're being sincere with me right now mm -hmm. and you're probably very sincere with your mother, but the way you're treating me and the way you're gonna treat your mother are two very different people. You know what I'm saying? I believe in treating people as yourself according to who the person is and what they can handle from you. So it's kind of like what I'll say to my boyfriend is not going to be the same thing I say to my older sister. Okay. But I'm still very much so myself around them. How do you? How does one be themselves? So I say for us, right, we're in this space right now at E-Complex, mm -hmm. and there's a networking mixer going on, or there's right, a bunch of people right. just walk in. How does one be themselves and then also be considerate of the hundreds of people around them? This is going to sound kind of bad, but in those types of situations, mm -hmm. I only look to appeal to the people I appeal to. Um, I used to have, it's so cool that you asked that, yo. Because um, I used to have a hard time understanding why some people just don't respond to me well. They just don't respond. Like, I strike some people's nerves. And I'm just like, and at first I used to be like, oh, what, you know what I do? Like, I was myself. It's somebody that I didn't even look at. You know what I'm saying? It's somebody that I didn't even interact with. And I remember, but there was plenty of times where it's just like, people just did not like me. <laughs> there was I don't, a, ah. What? <laughs> That's hard for me to, to really under like really get that because you seem like it's such a sweetheart. Thank you. But there are some things that there are some things like there was a time here at one of the events, network mixer. I told someone in a very Corey way, yo, I have shirts. You can get one of these shirts. And it was an influential person. And I, I said it and I like dipped out and then I was like, yo, uh, I walked past me. I was like, yo, when you're ready for one of my shirts, just let me know. And then I read people. I just kind of like pick up certain things. And then when I said that, he didn't like it. He didn't like it at all. If it was what I said, if it was how I said it, but he didn't like it. And I was like, I'm gonna just let that go. I didn't talk to him about it again. You know what I'm saying? Even though he had like 10 other shirts. And I asked him if, like when I first went up to him, I was like, did you buy those shirts? He's like, of course I bought them. I was like, okay, I got a shirt for you. Just let me know when you want it, right? He said it, it just like that. Just like that. When you're ready for one of those shirts, just let me know. And I like, that's, I that feels like this typical sales type of right? thing. Right. So, you know, you're ready for it, let me know. But that's not the first time that something like that happened or me saying hi to somebody or me standing there. And it is so funny because, you know, Bunduk uh, and I are dating. And so he's with me in a lot of events. And I used to tell him, women don't like me sometimes. Women target me sometimes, right? They target. And Stop. it's funny, right? Why exactly. Are you, why are you a target? I don't know. I don't know. I don't completely know. I mean, I have an idea. But I don't know what people are feeling. Mm. I don't know what people pick up. You know, it's so funny because I feel like there's a lot of videos and they're like, oh, it's because you have a light. And I feel like it's kind of egotistical of me to be able to, well, for me to try to assume what rubs me wrong to certain people. It's not always because I have a light and I exude greatness and people don't know how to respond to greatness. That's not always the reason. You never know what you're triggering in somebody and I'm considerate of that. So I won't give myself a sweeping reason why I know for sure I become a target and that Bunduk had to learn. He was like, he's like, yo, like he was, what the, he was like, there was a point where he's like, what is this? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm ready to go home. It gets like that. Like there, I'll be standing there and somebody will come stand on my foot. One time I was watching a show and this woman came stood right in front of me and stood on my foot and when I like nudged her 
to get off of me. She turned around and like came at me. Luckily, someone else saw the situation. Because you pushed her off. Not even off pushed of my, her, like nudged, nudged her, her off of my foot. foot. Like, hey, her my and her foot. friend were like, yo, you push. And I was like, hmm. But luckily, it was my show. So I just went and stood on the stage. Maybe it's your size. Because I do that to people. Like, if someone's coming my direction, I've learned to be like, I put my hand out. Mm -hmm. Because you're not about to run into me. Or if I'm walking and you're just standing there, I'm going to touch you and say, hey, I'm behind you. Or I'm going to say, hey, excuse me. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just kind of move. I guess when they turn around and see who I am, 300-pound mm -hmm. person, black man, mm -hmm. versus, what, 110 pounds. 10, 15. Little black girl. Gain and lose. Right, fluctuate. right, right. It's like, <laughs> who, is, who does chick think she is? That's possible, but sometimes like it's gotten to a point where I could just see it. I could see it happen. Mm -hmm. I can um I could see it. Even from, from a mile away. Yeah. Yeah. And it never fails. Like one time uh Bunduk, uh, one of his friends, and then me, we were standing in like a triangle formation. Somebody comes, pushes me out the way, like walks right through our triangle formation. That's when he got mad. That's when he was like, yo, what it, I was like, like, I don't know. But I didn't see Bundu turning up a little bit. Yo, uh, like, I think that's like a sign I don't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I don't want to see. And that's why I'm just like, it's been like that from elementary school. It's been like that for as long as I can remember. Is it like a battle for you? No, it doesn't need to well, be. I mean, from as a child. Well, Not it now was, as it an adult. Very, How old are you now? I'm 26. 26. But as a child, was it like something that you're always questioning yourself? Like, you know, because sometimes we question ourselves. Like, is yeah. it me? Is it me? Like, you know, what did I do? Yeah. I know sometimes I get in my head a lot and I overthink, like, oh, what did I do? Yeah. And all, and all in all, it wasn't my fault at all. Like, as a child, was that something that you questioned yourself? Like, okay, what is it about me that I may need to change and maybe I need to adjust yeah. to them? Like, you know, let, let me, let me, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? So I'm trying to see. Compromise? Yes. Mm. Am I compromising who I 100% genuinely are for the individuals around me because they can't handle me. handle who I am? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, as a, as a child, you're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. As a child, you're questioning everything. You're just not figuring everything. You're figuring yourself out, you know? I was a lot, though. I'm hyperactive. I'm goofy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I just thought it was, oh, I'm just too much for people. Did that stop me? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> I was continuously a lot but there was definitely like insecurities that came along with it there were things that I did try to like I'm gonna try to be more mysterious and quiet and we moved around a lot mm. so I wasn't ever in a space long enough to feel like oh I'm going to just mold myself to this space and this group of people I had the luxury of not having to feel like I have to mold it's like I'm gonna leave soon anyway so it doesn't matter but then I would like okay in this new space maybe I could be like this it never works out that way mm. I'm always gonna end up being myself like I can never just like change and then that's when I realized I don't care you know what I'm saying because I was like changing is not working I can't my something about like it's just not gonna I'm not gonna change I'm going to be myself and there's a lot of great stuff that comes along with being myself. Like, I didn't get along with people my age, but I always get along with people older than me. So I just found myself always being around people older than me. And those are the ones that got out of the game. You know what I'm saying? So why sure. why would I, you know? But then I actually, people older than me and younger than me. Because I realized my junior year, I had a whole bunch of, in high school, I had a whole bunch of sophomore friends. But I was also put into school a year early. So I was like hanging out with people my age or older than me. And I got along with all the adults in my school. I was able to get a lot away with a lot of stuff because I was friends with all the adults at school. I found that those that were insecure about me, those that I triggered, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to focus on the people that love me. I'm going to focus on the people that can give me game. I'm going to focus on the people that I can thrive around. Yo, there was, um, I had a performance at my school. I don't know how this girl ended up standing next to my sister. My sister told me the story. My mom told me the story. All the time. And they're like, yo, this girl literally looked over at your sister and was like, aren't you like, isn't it hard being her sister? And my sister was like, what do you mean? She's like, don't you get jealous? And then my sister's like, what do you mean do I get jealous of my sister? Like, what? Like she, she couldn't even understand that question. And then my mom and my sister, they wanted to tell me that story so bad. And they told me multiple times, I can't worry about that. I can't worry about people that are jealous. I can't find that empowering. I can't care about that too much. Literally, other people's opinions is none of my business. Because I'm still going to have the same insecurities. I'm still going to have the same strengths. I'm still going to have the same weaknesses. I'm going to be me. 
regardless. And so when you ask why are people like that, I don't think it's always jealousy. I think that's one of the many reasons. I think it could be I remind them of somebody that they didn't have a good experience with. I think that it could be that I'm too loud. I think that it could be that they're like, oh, she might be competition. She thinks that she's better than me. It could be so many different things, but I can't focus on why. And I don't want to personalize why. Because I know I didn't do anything to them. And I feel like we we personalize a lot as people. We personalize somebody cutting us off in traffic. You know, we personalize somebody giving us a weird look. We personalize so many different things. And it's like, that's not going to lead me anywhere. Yeah. So I just got to focus on how I'm thinking about situations, how I handle situations and empower myself that way. So you mentioned earlier that you had like these insecurities as a child. What mm. were some of those insecurities that you had? Oh, so many. I have a condition called nail patella syndrome. Oh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think about yeah. hand at all. I was just like, I was trying to, I was trying, like, wait. I was trying to pause you like, oh, let's explain to <laughs> me what that is but you're telling me okay so now explain to the audience and myself what that is nail patella syndrome kind of just it's like a syndrome that affects a lot of different small parts of me um so it affects my fingernails it affects my arms it affects my knees it affects my spine all different so break down each body part that you just explained <laughs> how does it affect it in that area of course you showed me the nail yeah so i don't grow nails on my thumb and index finger the same on both hands or one hand both hands can you put like a fake nail on top of that or yeah 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 it it's gonna pop off though give it 48 hours it's gonna, it pops right off so no fake nails you just keep it natural i no don't get me wrong i'll get my nails done i just don't have them done right now 48 hours though okay so so i spend money on a, a whole child, set how was it dealing with that as a child? That was super frustrating, like, when it came to uh, slumber parties. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, everybody's painting their nails, and then, like, people would, like, what's, what's this? And I'm just like, it's just my nail. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's my hands, yeah. you know? Or, like, you know, kids are ruthless. They're going to yeah, ask sure. about it. They're yeah. going to ask. But actually... It didn't really come up until the slumber party situation. Like, a lot of people didn't really bring it up. There was one time, like I said, my knees, I don't have kneecaps. So there's one time in school. <laughs> yeah. One time in school, this boy was like, your knee looks like hearts. And this one looks like a monkey face. And I had a crush on him. So you so don't have like, a kneecap. Yeah. So this right here. And there was one time in school. So what's there? Um, just the, the way your joints and bones are put together underneath your kneecap. Can I touch it? Yeah, for sure. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And that was crazy like, that you and Boone are together. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So the knee, no kneecap, no nail on just your index and thumb. You don't have a kneecap. Mm -hmm. And I can't extend my arms all the way. Oh, they don't like full. They like, don't, yeah, hyperextend. So doing push ups and stuff was like hard. So it's like I can't like lock in place. <laughs> Y'all are different. <laughs> Because the way y'all explain y'all like y'all are like a match made in heaven. <laughs> I'm not saying because you're like, you know, the issues that you all have. Yeah. It's just that the way that you express it is like, give them sympathy for this. Yeah, now, no, no, no. like, yeah, it's just, you know. it's just a thing, you know? So like, but for me in like dance, my arms This is your dancer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so um, jazz and ballet, like when they were like, no, you have to straighten your arms here. And I'm just like, I can't. So how, fr how was that frustrating? It had to be frustrating for a while. So frustrating. Trying to explain to like, you know, your teachers and everybody that. Yo. Hey, I have this condition that, can you be on your knees for like yeah, long periods? Yeah. Like I feel like my knees are stronger than most people's. Yeah, being a dancer, like especially jazz and ballet, like there's a lot of groundwork mm -hmm. in that. I feel like kneecaps cause a lot of pain. My knees don't. Like I can dislocate yeah, you, my knee. You don't get none of these popping noises that of course. Oh, they pop. They oh. pop. <laughs> <laughs> they pop. But like um, like my knee can dislocate and then just go right back into place. So like the kneecap, if your knee dislocates, you gotta pop your knee back into place behind your kneecap. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh wow okay i'm like but yo right. in school there was uh like one of the health teachers or whatever uh -huh. you know like slash pe teacher you know what i'm saying one of those types of teachers and they're like oh yeah so everybody has kneecaps and i was like i don't have kneecaps you do have kneecaps and she just thought i was being hyper just disobedient and she like yelled at me and told me to step outside because i was being difficult i have a sister whose best friends her last she has a her last name is guess and the teacher had a moment just like that so in that teachers moment, be tripping in that moment 
how are you feeling in that moment where you're trying to express who you are to your professor, your mm-hmm. teacher, your professor, yeah. and you're being punished for something that's out of your control? At the moment, it felt like humiliating. You know what I'm saying? And it felt like I kind of wish that someone was like, no, she really doesn't. Like, I wish there was someone that was there to like, could have proved it. Mm-hmm. Or if I could have like, you know, those things that you wish you did like back. Oh, yeah. You know. you think back. I wish I like, <laughs> like stood up, walked up to the front of the classroom and be like, <laughs> you know, like, look. Like, and it just like, it was just kind of like, I don't really fully remember the entire scope of emotions. Okay. Because um, I also felt like she crazy. But I, I remember being super embarrassed and I, I felt bad because I'm, I've always been an empathetic person. So it's kind of like, oh, she was so frustrated. Oh, I didn't mean to like be that diff. I didn't mean to challenge her. But so then again, that goes back to the compromise situation. Like, you know, are yeah. you... You find so it's like you're compromising yourself mm-hmm. for who you 100 percent are, or for the you know the I won't call them issues, but for the differences differences that you have yeah. from you know the normal human mind, if you want to call it normal. Mm-hmm. But it's just these like you're going through these moments in life where you're having to prove yourself. Yeah, time and yeah. time and time again. Yeah, and that was actually yeah, that was spot on. And it's like, why do I have to keep proving myself for who I am? Like sometimes it gives you like an identity crisis in a sense. I'm blessed enough that my parents have always been so solid. Like they're so solid. Teachers are not always right. You know, and my parents were like, just because they're an adult does not mean they're an authority. So it's kind of like I've always had this mentality of like, I feel right. I think I'm right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so, but it, I think honestly that it comes from the way I was raised and the freedom that I was raised with okay. and the consideration that my parents raised me with. Gotcha. So I never had, being a black person in an all white school has given me, put me in a mental space that I never thought I was going to be in. I think that's something that I battled with in regards to having an identity crisis. Just talk but, about that. But never for my Nell Batella. My junior year of high school, we moved up to this place uh, in northern, northern California in the hills, like in the mountains. It was like three, four black people. And there were, you know, a bunch of white and Mexican people. And, you know, the Mexicans, they were like the type to say the, uh, the N-word and, you know, like just feel very free. And white people would also be like, oh, Corey, I'm blacker than you. Because as you hear the way I speak and stuff, the way I care, yeah. You know, people would say I was whitewashed or whatever. And uh, so they would say stupid, ignorant things like that. And dating was not a real thing for me. And then if it was somebody that's trying to date me, it was the other black person from the neighboring town that was not for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like you're black, but that's about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> that's about it. You know? So it was like, like, don't get me wrong. I was still very confident. And that's that's the city. That's the school that the girl was like, how are you, Corey's sister? Don't you get jealous? So that I didn't dull my shine. If anything, a vulnerability moment. A lot of ways that I was better knew I was better than a lot of their mindsets because, like I said, I'm moving around a lot. So I was experienced and I I was raised around a lot more than they were raised within the small town. I wasn't always treated like I was significant. I guess you know, especially among my peers, among the adults and stuff. I was set like. They loved me. They lo- I got mm-hmm. I got high at school once by accident. I swear it was an accident. It was an accident. Because it was a weed cookie that I didn't know had weed in it. Okay, there we go. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was in the middle of a final. I just got up. I walked outside of the classroom, sat there in the grass. I was found by the hall monitor. I was taken to the office. I looked at them and I said, I'm sick. High as hell. I was so high. I was so high. I'm sick. They're like, oh, Corey, go lay down, right? They, they loved me. They loved me in the office. They, they were like, oh, she's sick. You know what I'm saying? And they, they believed me because I was so trustworthy. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, <laughs> I called my dad, told my dad the truth. This is what's going on. This is happening. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my body. Like, yeah. I, was so, I was so scared because it was the first time. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I wasn't that person. But yeah, I went through a, a tunnel of adults in the school. No one suspected anything from little old Corey. So I was always set there. I was never like treated with like outrageous forms of racism, but microaggressions, ignorance, stupid comments like your dad's only attractive because he's black. Teeth are only white because you're black. 
you can only sing. I hear every other black person sing is forget the training that you've had since you were 12 years old. Forget the money that your parents put in. Forget the fact that you work your behind off. You only sing like that because you're black and you sound like every other black person I've ever heard. Like I like that was a point in my life where I was like, mom, I'm not okay. Like I'm not okay. Cause it was just like the level of ignorance and it was consistent. I was frustrated. And then on top of that, you know, when you're a young girl and yeah. your sense of confidence and your beauty that you just haven't tapped into yet. So I was awkward <laughs> and I was just like, yo, I don't want to be here. I would rather be in a big city, you know, where I might get lost in the sauce, a big school where I might get lost in the sauce because I was at a big high school and then I moved to a little high school and I felt like a big fish in a small pond filled with ignorance. I couldn't get away from attention. It just seemed like it was microaggressive attention constantly from my peers. So once I got the chance, actually no, and then I went to the community college up there for two years and then I dipped, I went to San Francisco and then I moved to Atlanta. So you San Francisco to Atlanta. So how was the transition from San Francisco to Atlanta? They're the same, but they're not the same. San Francisco to Atlanta. It was an interesting transition because San Francisco, I was like in the, involved with the BSU and stuff. So I was like reacclimating myself to being around black people, not even just diverse people. I was around black people. So like the certain levels of like information we get about how to do my hair. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I lived in a sorority house, even though I wasn't a part of a sorority. So I found like sisterhood. I found myself. I was just like this still awkward, but yet adorable, <laughs> like yeah. girls. And like I was around a group of guys. I, I found that I attract male friends a lot. I have a lot of great women friends, too, though. I'm not the type of person to be like, oh, I prefer to be around males because that's not true. No. I don't necessarily I don't prefer to be around males. <laughs> <laughs> but I attract male friends. I get it. And I'm I, the same way. I attract female friends. Yeah. Majority of my fr friends, they're female. Yeah. And I have male friends, but it's just that's just how the cookie crumbles. It's how the cookie crumbles. Yeah. It's it's like, and it's my, da my, dad. my dad. My parents are very honest, right? <laughs> so my dad, he's like, because I was like, yeah, I just feel like my male friends, they stick around more. He's like, yeah, because they want to get with you. And I was like, hmm, well, I don't like that. Like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hmm, this makes me look at everything differently. Yeah, <laughs> like, that. <laughs> but yo, like I have three solid friends and those are women. But like my come and go friends, I end up with like male. And they're fun. And they're the ones that can keep up with the fact that I was like, you know, they're sensitive. They're not like sensitive like that. So I found like this group of male friends in, in San Francisco. I used to hang out with them all the time. I, we would go to the trap. It's not a trap. It's just literally one of their houses that we would always hang out at. So it was like, it was like suburban kids gone bad. It's a trap, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but yo, and it, it was cool. And I remember moving, and they all just like helped me move. And I, I was like genuinely sad. That was a move that yeah. actually made me sad. I'm used to moving, and so yeah, moves are sad. But I was like sad leaving them. It's not even like we hung out all the time. If I was like, yo, I'm hungry. Okay, one sec. And like three of them like pulled up, and they made me spaghetti. It was interesting spaghetti, but they made it for me you know what I'm saying like, like they, <laughs> so let's get to Atlanta um because you're a dancer right yeah yeah so I started dancing out and, and stuff at Atlanta okay but mostly singing and acting okay. so I did a lot of open mic when I first came out I used to perform at the uh, dream cafe and I sucked so bad at open mic like stage and stuff that's mostly like plays and I never have stage fright with plays and I played so many and that's another thing with San Francisco I did a lot of play work like with plays and stuff theater there's not a lot of stipulations with race you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying so I was able to play Peter Pan. I played Janis Joplin. I played Mercutio from Romeo and Juliet. I played so many cool dope roles, but I want to break into film and stuff. So when I came out to Atlanta, I didn't even go to a casting. And then I got booked as a hostess for a show. And the, the listing said, casting for Atlanta, right? And I was like, okay, cool, casting in Atlanta. So I, I put in, I submitted myself for it. And they were like, oh, you're the hostess. I got to the, the set and then um, they were like, oh, where's the hostess? And I was like, oh, I'm right here. And they were like, okay, we need you in hair and makeup. And I was like, I thought this was an extras role. Extras don't like always get hair and makeup. Like, hmm, what is this? And so I was sitting in the makeup chair and they were doing me up. And I was like, what show is this? And they were like, oh, it's Atlanta. And I was like. You was cast in Atlanta? Yeah. What, for real? Yeah. When does it come back on? I don't know. Sure, I don't know. I'm not, that, I'm not that tapped in. <sighs> I'm not that tapped in. What episode yet. were you in? Um, Season one, episode six. Now I have to go back and watch it. It's literally I know, small. I don't care. I know you. And, and it's so funny because I forgot that I did it. And then my friends were like, wait, Corey. And so that's when I was back on Snapchat. Season one, episode six. 
Don't quote me, but yes, I think so. I'll go back and I'll figure it out. Now that I, I just got to, just because I know you. And you'll be like, that's her. Yeah, that was What me. were you doing? So I know it. I was a hostess in the very beginning <laughs> of the episode. I was the hostess. And I, it was so funny because I can, like, oh, when I was on, yo, so <laughs> I was like, I got on set. Donald was there, of course. Walked past me first. He looked at me, made eye contact with me, walked past me. And I was like, hey, what's up? You know, no big deal. I was in hair and makeup again because I had these stupid, I learned a lesson, crochet braids in. And my hair was like super big and long, super big and long. And I was like, this is going to be hard for them to manage. And I could tell it was hard for them to manage. So I had to like get in the the hair and makeup chair again. Mm -hmm. And so they were like fixing my hair again. And they were trying to figure out how to manage my hair. I think they eventually just gave up. And I didn't get as much, nearly as much camera time as they expected oh. me to get i think that i think that happened was it a black hair stylist yeah it was it was it was a black hair stylist but it was like was it like your hair or was it a weave it was like a weave like it was it's called crochet <laughs> braids um crochet. so it was like oh, yeah, 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 na- yeah. yeah so it was a natural styled hair but i had hecka like of it so it was kind of like they could have pulled it pulled it back into a slick ponytail i think it was like too much for any of the hair ties they so had, you had like your that. own personal crochet hair Mm-hmm. At the time, oh, mm-hmm. and it was like they probably weren't expecting exactly. that hairstyle. Exactly. And of course, you can't take it out because it takes forever. Exactly. So I kind of like. Ugh. So how do you do? You feel like you bombed that role? Like, does that is that like the t- lingo for movies? Like, oh, I bombed it. I I think I hindered an opportunity. So how? Okay, so you hindered your opportunity to be longer minutes in the episode. Mm-hmm. So I feel like instead of like you know this one shot that I'm about to put on you now. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. shots here, and we're going, we're talking, you know, we're moving, and then boom, it comes back over here, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yes, because the shot that I ended up having was like me looking over and be like, oh, okay. Rather than I feel like because I noticed that they get they give small parts significant shots on Atlanta. I, I I studied the show. I feel like a part of the art and the cinematography in Atlanta is like straight on faces, especially like with black glistening characters. So it's know? like giving so making the face a familiar face. Yes. For, so it's like you know if I look at it and I see Corey dead on right now. Yes. And we're looking dead at you, mm-hmm. and it's okay. That face, they're going to remember this face. Yes. So for another casting, it's like, oh, I remember your face. Yeah. You were in Atlanta. That's so crazy that you say that because I almost got called back to the same show. I almost got called back to Atlanta again, but they were like, oh, we've already used your face. Mm. So I'm seen, but I don't feel like I was seen the way they actually wanted me to be seen initially because he he walked up to me while I was in the hair and makeup chair and he was like, oh, you're getting that. You're getting the celebrity treatment. And I was just like, "Mm mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> you don't know what to say I'm standing behind the, the 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 table right and I was talking to um I should know her name oh the, goodness like she's the main character the girlfriend of yeah. Donald oh I know exactly talking about I had a crush on her isn't she and she's actually she's so she's sweet she and looks she's, like a sweetheart she's genuinely sweet let me look it up do it do it do I it need, I need to know cut to me saying her name properly <laughs> <laughs> You will not. <laughs> Just cut it. You edit will it. not. <laughs> oh, um, let me see. Oh, God. I really should know her name. Uh, cast of Atlanta. You, but I was talking to her, and he walked up to us again, and I, I walked away. I don't know how to say it. Let me see. So you're going to have to do it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Zazie Beats. Zazie Beats. She's she's actually super sweet. She looks like a super so sweet. So I was talking to her, no problem. And he comes up to us, ready to get in the conversation. And I just, I walk away. He isn't Donald? Yeah. Like, so it's like he, three times. He? he was really, he was, I didn't give him a chance to tell me how he is. Like, <laughs> so in this moment, you're acting, you're dancer. Yeah. All of this stuff. Same. And you're here in Atlanta. And you're in a big show, of yeah. course, that's very popular that people are just waiting on. Donald, if you're watching this, if you Donald. just happen to watch Living Blessed Podcast with Joe Bonjour. You're Parker. actually going to watch it. I need you. We need Atlanta back, fam. We need it back. And then give me another chance. And give Corey another chance. Um, Because I'm going to come with my hair she natural. come with properly. natural hair so y'all can do whatever y'all want to do. Yep. And I'll speak to you. And she'll speak longer than five seconds. <laughs> but back into the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Brief intermittent break. Pre- yeah, yeah. So... In all of that, what is it like? You know, because that has, like, acting has to be hard because you're striving for these, these major roles and you're striving yeah. to become, I don't want to com- do any comparison, but I just want to throw some names up yeah, there. Yeah, for okay? sure. Like, you're striving to become, like, a Holly Berry, a Taraji P. Henson, mm-hmm. or, you know, a Sonali thing, mm-hmm. you know, who've had, like, major roles and who are, like, very sweet and genuine people. You're not getting it. 
I know for me, when I graduated college, I hit like this major depression because I wasn't getting the roles that I thought I was fit for. Right. And I know Are it you has, No. Oh. Even some, like, the roles of like work, life. job, corporate Got America. it. Got <laughs> it. Life. Yeah. I was so excited. <laughs> I was like, do yo. I, do, I mean, do, I, do, I, you th do you think I can be an actor? Absolutely. I would love to be like in just like one show. I might, I might pull up the green lit one day. You been, been to green lit? That's a great question. Yes. She I, I went to the last one. I love one. her. She's a sweetheart. I went, she is. I went to the last green lit and I ended up winning some money. The uh, Ah, to do the can, the glass yeah. can, and um, the green tickets inside of it. Yeah, like an improv, real quick, right? Yeah. Well, I improv too, um, but then uh, it's so it's like an improv that uh -huh. she opens up with, and then they have a raffle contest. Right, right, right. Uh, where you get the uh, opportunity to go and showcase the talent. And I was like, should I sing or should I do a monologue? I've never did a monologue. You're like a that. triple threat. Yeah. You sing, act, dance, design, design. Yeah, like, you're quadruple. Which I mean, threat. I am something. I am doing dope. like I, I'm just doing, doing. The thing. Yeah. Which is which is dope. Thank you. I appreciate it. I feel like I lack focus sometimes. Mm. Why is that? Um, because it's kind of like, so what my brain does sometimes is, oh, we have to do this. 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 Does not compute shutdown. And it's just kind of like, Corey, write a list. And I'm like, I know I should write a list. I should write a list. I'm going to write a list. I don't write a list. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I am going to begin going harder on myself because I feel like I give myself a lot of leeway and I don't need to give myself leeway. I don't need leeway anymore. That's why we wind a little bit. Yeah. Because I think we skipped over something. Mm. As far as the roles that you weren't getting, mm -hmm. that you feel like you deserve. And do you feel like, you know, had you had not pushed yourself, like, you know, you're talking about pushing yourself harder and going a lot harder. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like back then, if you had pushed yourself a lot harder back then, you would kind of maybe be a little further along than Absolutely. you should be? Absolutely. Yes. And definitely. Like, <clears throat> because... I think we get in our heads so much. I know for me, I get in my head a lot. It triggers my depression because I'm in my head because I'm like, oh, wow, I'm not here. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm not here. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, you get in like these little these ruts where you just want to give it all up. Yeah. Have you ever experienced a moment like that? Yeah. And ironically, it was after some of the busiest months in my career. Mm. Um I was a part of Playlist Academy. Shout out Jay Wise out here in Atlanta. And Playlist Academy was stemmed from... Um, Playlist Academy? Yeah, Playlist Academy was stemmed from Playlist Party, right? What is that? Uh, basically, it was a event that people would come and hop on the ox and play their music. Oh. And people were in there. People Like, Future was up in there. Like, pe people... Jay Wise is nothing to that play with. That sounds like a dope event. It's an, you it's, just come it's and just whole, it's like man. battle the ox court. Yes, basically. Yeah. So then Playlist Academy was started. Um, and it's where basically you audition, you become a part of a group, a part of a performing group that performs all around the city multiple times um, a month. Mm -hmm. Right. So I added Playlist Academy onto what I was already doing. I was also working a full-time job. So I was performing two to three times a week um, all around Atlanta. I was getting rid of my stage fright because, like, like I said before, I was doing open mics when I first moved yeah. out here. Sucked. I have crazy stage fright when it comes to singing. It's, it's falling off of me, though. I'm getting way more comfortable in it um, because of Playlist Academy because it was, like, constant. I was just... Going, 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 going. And that was 2019. By the end of 2019, I was like falling into like a rut. There was a point in time where I was literally having to be hand fed because I was so tired. I would just rather just go to sleep. I don't want I don't want to eat. I don't want to do anything else. You so know? what's this rut that you're going through? Um, just exhaustion. But also, if you're anemic, you really have to take your iron. And you weren't doing that. I was not taking my iron. Just because you're on go? I was because... on go. And then I was like, ah. I don't really need it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't like the feeling of being dependent on anything. You know what I'm saying? Um, you weren't eating your greens. And I was not eating my greens. I, I wasn't eating. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. could just grab you a green smoothie bad. real quick. It just kale smoothie. <laughs> kale smoothie. Some with some spinach in it. It could have been a simple fix. But I was just like, ugh. So how long was this moment that you were going through? Like, like a rut? year. No, that wasn't a year. Well, yeah. So about a year you're going through this rut of... The, emo the emotions going up and down, up and down. Your Super name pessimistic. Mm. My brain wasn't functioning the way it's supposed to. Like I wasn't, I wasn't myself. You know what I'm saying? And I was becoming. And on top of that, I have an amazing boyfriend that was like supporting me. So I was just. Now, like, when was this? Um, 2019, early 2020. So then when on top of that, the pandemic dated? was hit. Um, we start. We are. We've been together for three years now. And you moved three, to four, Atlanta. Four years. 
Um, five years ago. Okay, okay, okay. So good. actually, maybe four years. I we met. Figured out. Right, yo. We no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now. <laughs> no, we've been together for three years, but we met each other the same. We moved out here the same year, and I think we met each other the same year we moved out here. So he moved from Florida. You moved from California. San Francisco. Yep. And then that year, you happened to just stumble across each other. Mm-hmm. I yeah, yeah. And y'all. Are, well, just friends are talking for yeah, a year. Yeah, friends for a year and a half. Like, and then like, it was like, yo, like, yeah. who, who initiated it? Me. Uh, <laughs> I'm a goer. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a do what I so want. Let's talk about that part of the, the relationship. Okay. Because, you know, for some people, they were like, you know, I wouldn't, like, they say, well, I don't have that much time. To just mm-hmm. kind of just be somebody's friend. Mm. That oh, moment. that's the best part. Talk about it because, like, you know, there's people who say, you know, three, four months, you need to, that need to be your girl, that need to be your man. And it's that, I think that puts people in, I think it's like, it does so much harm to relationships. Mm-hmm. I think there's so many relationships that probably could have blossomed into something so beautiful. But because of the fact of the pressure from society and the pressure from, mm-hmm. you know, your friends and your parents, or when you're gonna wife her up, or when you're gonna husband mm-hmm. him up, or when y'all gonna have kids. And there's so much that comes with, all of that conversation yeah. of the whole having kids situation where people just sometimes just they can't have kids. Yeah. Or where consideration. And yes, it that goes back good. to what you yes. And then it goes back to where um you and Boondog are friends just for a whole year and a half. Mm-hmm. Just exploring each other, getting to know each other, like you know, on a more of a on a deeper intimate level. Without that pressure without and that expectation. The pressure and expectation because I think a lot of people, and I thank you for saying that for real, for real. Like, I think you help me, you help a lot of people. Mm. Because it's like, people expect you to, as soon as you start dating somebody that you know, like, you know, you have to jump right into something. I feel like that's intimidating and kind of disingenuine. Mm. Like, I feel like that creates an unnecessary amount of pressure, you know? Um, I, it's funny because... I met him through another friend, right? And that other friend, Pete, he was like, yo, y'all, y'all got something. And I was like, what? No. And it was super complicated. It was, you have no idea. It was super complicated. But I, there was always that initial attraction there. Literally the first day I was like, there's something about that guy. But that was on me though. Cause when afterwards, when, uh, I guess we were debriefing in our day. We were all eating, and they're like, "Yo, Corey, you're hecka, you're hecka cool. You know, I want you around more. Like, you cool." Uh, and it's then Bundu, no, oh. no, it's not. This is the, oh, it's other his guy. other friends. Yeah. Oh, like, you're like, like, no, yeah. no, 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 you. no. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking like that. That's the thing. I was not even thinking like that. Okay. I was not thinking about him like that at all. I wasn't thinking of any like no. So they were like. Uh, they're like, oh yeah, you're cool, you're cool. And I was like, oh thanks. You know what I'm saying? And then Bunduk, he's sitting directly across from me. And he was like, Yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> like, cause they were hyping me up. They were hyping me up. And then he was Bundug, like, uh, I ain't about to believe the hype right now. Right. Like, I don't know. We'll see like, myself. We'll see. And then I was like, look, <laughs> now you see. You know? Like, <laughs> no, 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 you're watching. You're watching all the way through. All so, the way through. <laughs> you lucked up because your friend could have had her. <laughs> No, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but yeah, so yeah. there's no pressure from you all. Um, yeah, y'all just it like was, it a was straight just, year and a half, y'all just, just straight, friends, just kicking friends. it, going on our dates, but it's just platonically the two of you all just really just genuinely going through, going through dating apps and be like, yeah, no, no, you could, so you could y'all switch still, this. you're still dating in that whole year and a half. You're still dating other people. Yeah. Just free. You we're, knew this? Yeah. Does absolutely. you know this now? I mean, or if you're not, yeah. you know No, now. we were literally okay. just kicking it. We were literally just friends. There was no expectations of us getting together. There was like, there was like little things here and there, but it was like. Now, how did y'all establish it being what it's going to be? Um. Down the line, uh, we kind of just, it kind of just fell into it. You know mm. what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> yeah, just fell into it. And, you know, we were both going through, like, different things in life and stuff. And then there was a point where it was just kind of like, you're mine, you know? And it was like, yeah, and you're mine. And it was kind of like, ooh, you know? So it's like, you know, uh, what's that, that, new, that new saying? Um He's your person. Yeah, he's my person. And you're his person. Yeah. And it, what that entails, 
it's crazy because the way I think about this is like he's gonna be my person regardless. So regardless, like when you say regardless, go a little further. Like even if we don't necessarily work out in a relationship, got you for whatever reason. I don't There's foresee still that happening. A friendship. You're, yeah, you're still there is. There's a certain level of attachment How does that's that just work? real for me. So like you're if if I yeah, for sure. pray it doesn't happen. <laughs> but you know, hypothetically speaking, mm-hmm. you guys decide to part ways mm-hmm. and he's still your person. Yeah. There's still a connection there. How do you all part ways with someone else and still remain each other's person? Because a new person will come along and say, well... And that can't be your person. That can't be a person because I'm trying to be your person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got you to gotta choose persons. You got to... Yeah, like... What's um, how, does I, that, how, do you, how do you guys foresee that working for you all? Um, because <clears throat> I get exactly what you're saying. I would have to ask, do you believe in friend soulmates? Yes, my best friend is my friend soulmate. Literally, like, you know, we have this conversation all the time. Yeah. Like, literally... Um, Shout out to my best friend, Jizzle. Well, I call her Jizzle. Her name's Joy. Aww. Um, we met. What's up, Joy? We was crazy to have this conversation the other day, how we became friends. And I, I remember exactly, vividly, I can picture out exactly how we became friends, like the best of friends. I was like the most horrible person to her from the mm. start. And, but like, you know, that's like my soulmate friend. Yeah. Like literally, like, you know, it was like, we're connected at the hip. Yeah. We talk to each other every week. And there's, no, there's nothing that can break that bond, nothing. right? There's nothing or nobody can break that bond. And I see what you're saying. It's like, Boondu is... That's, that's your my best bond. Friend. That's yeah. your bond. That's my best... The yeah. fact that he is genuinely my friend before anything. Yeah, and I think a lot of relationships miss that. Becoming friends Because they're trying first. to... Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, you know, they, I think they try to just force it and they try to, oh, this is my girl, this is my guy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to introduce my family and my friends right now. And, you know, we're going to be a thing and we're going to be on the gram and taking pictures and all yes. that stuff. And it's like, I believe you miss a true, genuine moment to really find out if that person is your person mm-hmm. because you're so focused on fast forwarding that life or that and motion. And getting to know yeah. them and letting them getting to know you and getting to know yourselves together. Cause that's mm, also a different person. Sure. Yeah. That's also a different person. And that was something that actually led to, Another aspect of my depression, mm, okay. finding myself within a relationship. Finding yourself in a, ooh, you just gave me the episode title. Finding myself within the relationship. So it's kind of like we have to remember who we are. We have to remember who we desire to be. We have to remember all of the parts that make up ourselves, even in a relationship. Like nothing is more important than having that center self because you can't be with anybody healthy, like still like not even still, you can't be with someone in a healthy way, just trying to completely throw yourself into them. Cause mm. I made that mistake. I was just, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm gonna throw myself into him. Like I'm just, I, it's just my focus, you know, identifying yeah. myself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just, no, no. Like everything that I'm doing, mm-hmm. I was like ready to drop it. I was like, "Mm mm-mm, I'm living with my man. (laughs) My man is great. (laughs) I'm happy. I was not happy. I was so far from happy. I was so far from happy being taken care of, being loved, being, nah, I was so far from happy. And I'm still working on, you know, re-identifying where I'm supposed to be as a person. And now I'm way more happy, you know? You have to take care of yourself before anything else. Beyonce said it best. You need to, gosh, everything is slipping my brain. Don't misquote Beyonce. I know, right? Come come get you. Come and get me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But no, she was like- Y'all can come watch the episode and flood the comments and you you might be subscribed. (laughs) I wouldn't actually. (laughs) No. No press is bad press. For sure. (laughs) But um, she said, um, basically, focus on- being yourself before you focus on being someone's wife. Because they were yeah, like, how does it feel to be a wife? Yeah. You know, and I feel, and I feel that's, not, that's also not spoken on a lot for men. Because men are, all, all, are already seen as providers. So you can't drop your career because you got a woman. If anything, you're going to go harder in your career because you got a woman. You nice. know what I'm saying? Um, don't drop your career because you find yourself happy. Period. No matter who you are, no matter what point in your relationship um what no matter what part in your relationship you find yourself in don't switch your career if that's not something that you want to do don't 
drop your career. Don't lose focus of your career for too long. Because, I mean, everybody loses focus a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. That's real. Yeah, yeah. Um, but always come back to self. And and. If that's if, if that's if you want your career to be a center, don't drop painting, don't drop coloring books, don't drop doing puzzles, don't drop. You know what I'm saying? Don't drop parts of you that you love because you're distracted. Even if that means, even if that means you got to get up after that cuddle session, like oh, we're so warm, we're so happy. I got to get up and do this puzzle real quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ooh, I got to get up good. and write this song real quick. I got I got to I got to get up, you know what I'm saying? Because it's so easy to find yourself lost in the sauce of love. So easy. And love is not we normalize making a relationship a goal. We normalize making the relationship a prize. We normalize making a relationship a trophy, something to brag about on social media, something to make your whole new IG page of, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like it's time a to be power couple and Yo, time, you know this couple's podcast and man. all this kinds of crazy mess. It's don't a know trope. You don't even know each other because you don't know yourself. You literally change as yourself. You literally yeah, define. You, go ooh, ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You literally find new parts of you that you function with. You didn't like. You don't know who you are in a relationship until you're in a relationship with that person that makes you that type of way. You don't know what your triggers are. You don't know all your deal breakers just yet. You don't know. You don't even know what you're really genuinely able to tolerate. For each person. You know what I'm saying? You're like, man, I would never tolerate that. You meet the right girl, you find yourself tolerating it. Why? Because you didn't foresee yourself in this relationship with this individual because you can't. You don't genuinely know yourself until you're in those situations. So never say never because you never know <laughs> what someone can make you do. This is crazy you said this. I was listening to watching this video on Instagram yesterday um, and it was really dope. Um <clears throat> The guy was talking about, um, what he's talking about. I gotta find a video. It was so dope. He was just talking about um, compatibility mm -hmm. and not always going for what you're compatible with. Mm. Because sometimes if you go for what you're compatible with, you go for comfort. Wow. That's true. I'm gonna That's share. True. I, I say to my phone, I'm gonna share on um, IG later. Today. And you close yourself off from yeah. certain levels of growth. Yeah, that for you sure. Did, yeah. So it's like, you know, if I go for, if like you know, if I have a type, mm -hmm. and I always go for my type, mm -hmm. and I, or if not, not, no, 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 I don't want to say that. If I have, yeah, if you say I have a type, and I'm looking for compatibility in my type, mm -hmm. and I'm like I'm missing all the right people, or the right persons that's supposed to be in my life because I'm looking for what's compatible or what society you're comfortable I'm with. Comfortable, I'm comfortable with somebody who's just like me. I'm comfortable with somebody who, you know, likes what I like. Mm -hmm. Instead of like finding somebody who you know what. You like freaking opera, and I hate the opera. Yeah. I don't say I do. I'll probably sit through some opera for a little bit. Opera's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Orchestra music is, is different. So it's like finding somebody who is maybe different mm -hmm. may work better. Yep. Because it's gonna you're gonna expand your horizons. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But then on top of that, um, you never know what type of emotional growth you can have because of a relationship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or where you're emotionally stunted and you figure out where you're emotionally stunted. Like, like being that vulnerable with somebody mm -hmm. and yeah, being, it's kind of like, you it's a test and you're, you're testing yourself because they're going to test you. Oh, for sure. I, I am not an easy person to be with. I'm Max Wounded. He'll let you know, I am not an easy person to be with. But mm. I... I'm aware, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm open to certain things. Like, it's amazing the, the things that we're able to just like let roll off our shoulder. Like, I used to be like, you don't tell me what to do. Yeah. You can't tell me what to do. Now, he'll be like, hey, come sit down. And I'll be like, hmm, why am I sitting down? Like, like, like what, do you, what do you need me to sit down for? You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's not, it's not like, there has to be a certain level of trust mm. that you have with a person in order to grow and find yourself kind of shifting and, and you can't find that changing. in a matter of months. No. No. You just can't. It's hard. And if you do, I would I would challenge you to question why you trust so fast. I would I would suggest you sit down and reflect and see where that level of trust um, or that desire to trust comes from and the situations it's put you in.
And if it's worked with you and for you, it's worked for you. And I'm really happy that you have such a, a deciphering judgment of character. But if it hasn't worked for you, I think there should be a, a change. Because I, I feel like that's possibly because you're afraid to be alone and you desire a certain relationship. And so you're just kind of going to make it even where it's not necessarily there. Wow. That was real. <laughs> that was deep. <laughs> I didn't expect to go there. But no, that was real, man. Like, did, that was real. That was dope. That was really, y'all, you were dope. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, wow. The, the look in your eye when you said thank you. Wow, that means a lot. No, but I, I really, I really enjoy genuine conversations. Yeah, me too. Um, you had me a little concerned at the beginning with the whole <laughs> mascara stuff. <laughs> But you redeemed yourself. That's what I was going to say earlier. I was going to thank you so much, yo. I <laughs> had on light. For those that are judging my, my eyes They can't even see it. I hope that's true. But uh, I had on lashes, magnetic lashes. And you had lashes on. And I, yeah, I had to take see? them off. I had to take them off. But I took off my liner with the lashes. So I had chunks out of my liner. Nobody can see it. If you can see her, I'm going to go to her. And, <laughs> you didn't see anything right now. Put it in the comments. I see it. Whatever mark this is. So but no, but I, I stopped and I went and I got eyeliner and I went and I got mascara, even though my mascara is a little chunky because I had to rush to get back because I did feel bad because I, I could have sworn I put my liner in my backpack. You redeemed yourself. Oh, good. This good. conversation really, it was very, I enjoyed it. Oh, I enjoyed it too. It, like, you know, every conversation I try to have on this podcast, one, I want it for myself. You know, to help That's me real. become a better person because every I'm trying to become a better man every day by through it. the stories of people. Yeah. I'm a people person. I love people. Well, I love people, but people exhaust me sometimes. So you, I gotta, gotta, you're speaking. You're I got to go my in my little, my little corner and refresh myself and come back out to the world and say, all right, I'm a people person again. But no, like your story was just very genuine. It was it was you. I think you you painted a picture. Thank you. And I don't want to say Picasso because I want to go to somebody black. Give me, a black give me a black artist. That's really you asking the, um, the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had someone. I, thought, I knew I had someone for a second. The guy who paints the black and white pictures on Instagram who just does like crazy stuff and he just turns. Oh my goodness, the realism? Yeah. Oh my goodness. He just goodness. does his hands and he just like, I'm like, yo, this is like, and then it just oh, becomes you're talking, Oh, you're talking about the guy that you didn't even know he was painting, yeah. but then it comes out together It'd in the like end. the most beautiful thing yeah. ever. That was yeah. your story. Oh, wow. It was like, at first I was concerned. I was like, I this diva on the podcast. I even called my best friend, like, yo, let me tell you about this girl. <laughs> and she's about to walk in right now, and she's interrupting my podcast because she, and then you painted this beautiful picture that just changed the whole narrative. Wow. And oh, thank you. it's like, you were raw. You were just you. And that's what I said. People need to appreciate the rawness and the realness of people and the genuineness of people and the whole, what did you say earlier? You were like, um, dang, what was it? Because it helped me as far as when it comes to like dealing with different people. What did you say? Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Um, dealing with people with where they are. Like you can genuinely be yourself, um, but, but show word, different a, people. What was the word you used? A C word. Um, not compromise, was not it? Comp no, it wasn't compromise. I don't know, but it's, I know exactly, I know what it is. Okay. But it was like, it was like, you know, just kind of meeting people, innocence meeting people where they are, yeah. each individual when you interact with them. Like, that's one thing <clears throat> when it comes to just being yourself. Yeah. It's hard for people to be themselves. I know for me, it was Consideration? Hardest. Consideration, yes. It was yeah. a C word. <laughs> I'm not retarded, y'all, promise. He's not, he's not. <laughs> I'm not very, very brilliant. And you got some degrees. Yeah, getting another one. <laughs> On okay. another one. Don't play me. <laughs> but yeah, just kind of help, just being considerate of the person's emotions and feelings. Because me, I'm the type of guy. I'm like, kind of like you. Yeah, I just say what I feel, talk yeah. how I want to talk. Yeah. But I've never, I've always been this person, and it took. I had to do a lot of inner work and a lot mm. of therapy and all types of stuff to kind of be me and let people adjust. Mm. I love like this is my favorite. Shout out to Brenton, yo. This is my favorite hoodie. Like, get you one at doorsclothing.com. This is like free promo for my boy. This hoodie is like my favorite. Hoodie. I like it. It's I my, like it. People love this. Every time I try to wear this hoodie, like my cousin took it one day and put it on the quote for her picture on Instagram. Hey. This one, this little white lady stopped me. He's like, oh my gosh, I love your hoodie. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you like my favorite. Reaching different. Yeah, but this is my favorite hoodie because I've struggled for years to just be me, and it's like now it's like I'm I'm finally me. Yeah. And your story helps people to finally just be them. Wow. Thank you. To just be them and just be who you are with. You know, all of your 
I don't want to call them deformities. Yeah, they are though. Yeah, but just, okay. And that's another okay thing. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> words, people give pe- people give weight to words a lot. Yeah, I got deformities, and that's, that's okay. Funny. You know, it's yeah. like, but it's just you it's, don't you, know? you didn't let you like you had a moment in life where it could have stopped you. Could have yeah been a bump in the road could have mm-hmm. been when it, well, it was a bump in the road for a little bit and it was a hurdle because you had to go through those obstacles of the teacher yeah and you know the painting of the nails and stuff like that but it was just they made you into a stronger being yeah you know and i want to do a quick commercial break then we come back and tell them where they can find you okay cool we didn't talk about the clothing brand tell them how to get some innocent wear okay because i love i love the brand thank you okay. thank you you never brought me a shirt either because you're supposed to bring me a shirt. Uh, I was supposed to buy a shirt. This, this isn't even over. I know. I'm going to see you again, but still. Matter of fact, Boondu owes me a shirt too. So both of y'all. So you just assume that I don't have anything for you? I don't know, but I just want to buy a shirt. But <laughs> so Boondu, you owe me a shirt too. He's going to buy me. He had this really dope. Okay, we're ranting right now. <laughs> but yeah, so this episode is sponsored by the Emboldened Institute. It is the only place that I know of. That's sending out. Do you get any daily courage, encouragement text from anybody? Um, I get emails, but not texts. I ain't talking about emails, text messages. Because right no. now, I'm not really checking emails like that. I mean, no. I check my emails because I'm old, but you know, because you I got have business. to. And I got business. Yeah. You know, that's the professional way of doing <laughs> things. But I'm sending out daily texts. So actually, right now, I'm in this 30 day affirmation challenge. Okay. I'm challenging people to affirm themselves for 30 days straight, and I'm sending out text messages. And I'm gonna keep. It, I'm gonna keep it going. I love that. Every day, just affirmations every day. But right now I'm in a 30-day challenge where people are just, I'm challenging people to affirm themselves every day. And you must look yourself in the mirror. Oh, this is a call to action. Yeah, you have okay. to like, <clears throat> you have to literally say this, no, like, just look at your phone and say, okay, cool, I am cool. Like, and just saying this in your head. No, yeah. I, like, literally, you just put to say this out loud. Like, I am genuine. Like, today's affirmation was... I choose my feelings are hold on, I'll go to right now. It was pretty dope. Do it. Um today's affirmation was I'm allowed to have needs and take up space. That's very relevant. That is very relevant. So I'm, I'm allowed to have needs and take up space. So I'm challenging people as fire to affirm themselves every day to get back and build their confidence up yeah. so that they can be themselves. And so text me cuz I'm going to keep this thing going cuz it's now Corey just kind of challenged me. She don't know she did it, but she did. Challenged me to keep the affirmation challenge going. So text me the word affirmation to 404-476-6780. That's 404-476-6780. Just text me affirmation. Or if you want to join, I have another community called the Healers Club. Just text me the word heal to the same number, 404-476-6780. And I send out messages pretty much just kind of you know, encouragement, how you can pretty much become a better person, how you can be encouraged daily. I'm sending things out randomly throughout the day. So it's not the first thing you get. It might be the last thing you get, but you know, Mm. whatever moment that you receive this text message, it's for you in that time and that moment. And I want you to be stay connected, not just to me, but to kind of get connected into yourself. So text me 404-476-6780. Corey, I want you to close this out with how they can find you. Okay. How they can get some merch. Okay. In a word of encouragement. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about it. So, You're so dope. Thank you, man. So are you. I really like the, the text. Um, those are dope ideas. Um, but yes, you can find me at Corey, K-O-R-I underscore J-E-A-N-N-E. Once again, it's K-O-R-I underscore J-E-A-N-N-E. Um, and that's my IG. That's also me on everything. I'm also Googleable because I have a website, <laughs> at, which is literally CoreyJanae.com. Um, and you can also find merchandise on that same website, CoreyJanae.com forward slash innocent. Innocent is about putting black and brown people in a word that is not associated with us nearly enough. It started off as a single, a song that had nothing to do with activism. And then I realized that, you know, I'm selling to a lot of black kids and I'm putting them ironically in a word that people do not see them in, you know, so... I turned it into a whole line. You can go check that out. And a word of encouragement is do you, boo. Do you. Other people's opinions of you, how you make other people feel without you saying anything is none of your business. The only adjustments that you need to make are the ones that you feel are necessary for you. That is it.
Dang, I that was dope. Thank ah. you so much. Right, chop it up later. You know. <laughs> was I looking at the wrong camera? No, no, no. I okay. wanted some on my phone to put on okay. Instagram. That was that was good. That was good. That was really good. Um, I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Thank you. Thank you for waiting for me. And thank you for sharing. Yeah. And I think the time in that waiting was a time that we needed to make this conversation even better. Mm, true, true. I think had true. had I just like, yo, like, no, you're just going to do it because mm-hmm. this is my show. Mm-hmm. I think you wouldn't have been so comfortable to really, like, really pour out the way you did. Mm-hmm. That's true. And That's true. Dang, I, I, my brain is horrible. No, it's not. Okay, it's not horrible. But it was what it needed to be for the time being, you know, for... Yeah. The conversation to be the conversation for you to feel comfortable because I want people to this is a safe space yeah you know sitting in that seat is a safe space viewing this episode is a safe space yeah and I want people to feel safe and comfortable so they can sh- they can share so freely and I felt very very comfortable yeah I just want people to just be able to share freely and to really just have diarrhea of the mouth on <laughs> on the no I let people talk yeah I want people to talk I want people to get this out because I want people to know that whatever they think they're going through alone, they're not. There's another Corey out there, Corey Janae, mm-hmm. who needs to understand that, you know, the deformities that she may have or he may have, mm-hmm. you can still shine bright. So bright. You can still be confident in yourself. Yeah. You can still love yourself. You can still find your person mm-hmm. through, through it all. Yeah. And... I believe, I don't believe, I know that that's what this episode did for somebody because it helped me. And I know if it helped me, it's going to help somebody else. Yeah. Thank you. Javon, thank you. <laughs> don't cry. I won't. Thug it out. He was on Atlanta. No, for real, right? What you mean, bro? <laughs> so listen, y'all. That's another episode of Been Blessed, the podcast. We are out. Peace.